What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this radio frequency for part two of Out in the Universe's season two premiere. I'm your host, Dark Matt. On today's episode, we're going to finish going there and digging deep on the deep state. We're going to name names, tear apart both political parties, discuss the so-called political switch between Democrats and Republicans. We're also going to talk about the American Civil War and the history of the Confederacy. We're also going to go into talking about Pizzagate and a number of other strange pieces that just don't make sense. Hang on to your seats again today. This is going to get very political and very conspiracy-esque very quickly. A word of warning, we're going to talk about some very uncomfortable things today and how this evil is involved with that. So if topics like Pizzagate make you uncomfortable, our apologies, but you have been warned. Please take a minute to check us out at our host site, anchor.fm slash out in the universe, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash out in the universe podcast. If you'd like to reach us by email, you can reach us at out in the universe podcast at gmail.com. We're always going to do our best to give you no agendas and no BS. And while we're at it, let's leave our agendas, our preconceived notions, and our biases at the door, and let's all enter with an open mind. Without further ado, let's head out in to the universe. In part one, we asked a number of deep questions and focused a lot on the history of the globalists. So moving back into the present, in our current present day, what is the globalist deep state? Who are they? What acts have they both orchestrated and committed against humanity? Now, it's said that the globalists actually do have to tell us their plans to a degree. They use a ton of symbolism, which is commonly found around us now thanks to TV, movies, music, and other entertainment and media, especially social media. So I'd encourage you to do your own research on these symbols and what they are, what they mean, and how to identify them around us in our everyday worlds. It will make you realize just how far these people's reach actually goes. They still wholly own the CIA. They have controlled most of the U.S. government, military, the Congress, and the presidency from before JFK was assassinated to the time Trump got elected. Prior to JFK, their power had slowly been growing through the CIA and FBI, among other agencies. They created the Majestic 12, which is known to have had contact with extraterrestrials, though they ultimately restructured the group so that they didn't report to the U.S. government or to the American people anymore. Now, the National Security Act of 1947 and the Patriot Act of 2001 were both acts that really did nothing to protect the American people, but in fact, structured the U.S. government in such a way that agencies, including the U.S. military, are no longer accountable to the American people due to national security, terrorism, or something thereof. So if they don't want us to know something, they only have to deem it national security or terrorism or racism or whatever, and we back off. They pull one of those cards and we back down just about every time, and they know it. Now, it's also known that Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a Democrat and a globalist, albeit one of our best presidents, but I can't tell you which presidents were prior to him. If you wanna know, you're welcome to research. Now, the globalists have used in the past and still continue to use money, sex, and power to buy and bribe politicians and business people the world over and then turn around and blackmail them with that information so that they remain under the deep state's control. 
However, assassinating JFK not only put a light on them, but it also spread and solidified their control over the U.S. government and over the military-industrial intelligence complex as a whole. These people are the elite, uber-uber-rich leaders of finance and banking, most every industry, including healthcare and especially technology. They are the Hollywood movie, music, and entertainment industry, and the mainstream mockingbird media. They are CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, Washington Post, New York Times. They are the Bill Gateses and George Soroses of the world. I'll stop there, but if you look at who these people keep company with, it's not hard to figure out who else is a part of this evil elite group. Though I will tell you that not every family in the uber-rich elite is evil. Not every family has it out for humanity. There are still families that are good, that want to help humanity and free humanity from these idiots, but they're staying behind the scenes right now. They'll come out when the time is right. Friends, these people are career politicians at nearly every level of our government, federal, state, and local. They are internationally unelected officials who donate to or work with or in some way oversee the UN, the WHO, global businesses and NGOs, and a good chunk of world governments, including and especially hostile regimes like Iran, China, and North Korea. Now, members of the following families, like I said before, not all families and not all members of these families, but certain members of the following families have been linked in some way to the global elite. The English Windsor family, the Astors, who are linked to the Roosevelts and the Delanos, think FDR. The Delanos actually were Venetian black nobility. The Cabots, the Reynoldses, founders of R.J. Reynolds Tobacco, the Bundys, the Collinses, the Van Duns, who were linked to Planned Parenthood, the Kennedys, Joseph Kennedys, especially, the Onassis family, the Lee family from China, the Russells, Charles T., the Rockefellers, Nelson, David, Lawrence, Stephen, the DuPont family, Pierre Samuel and Alfred Victor, who actually, their family settled in Delaware and has been involved in politics there ever since. Could the DuPonts be linked to the Bidens in some way? Possible, but not going there given the current political climate. Lastly, again, we have the Rothschilds, who are at the center of this modern age of globalists, since they have pretty much single-handedly set up most of the Western financial system. They are thought to honestly be the only worldwide trillionaire family, though it's never been stated publicly. Other names associated with the globalist regimes are the Harrimans, the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation, Disney's, the Vanderbilts, the Carnegie's, the Forbes's, the Ford's, the Oppenheimer's, the Bushes, and so many more. Again, look at who these people hang out with and endorse and intermarry with. From that point of view, it's not hard to figure out who they are once you start watching them. Now, good book to look into if you want to know more about some of the families we've named. Look at 13 Bloodlines of the Illuminati by Fritz Springmeier, originally published in the mid-1990s. It contains a lot more information on some of these families. So those were some big names I threw out there, along with some major accusations. To go deeper in understanding, let me back up a minute and talk about the U.S. political parties. Both parties in the United States, the Democrats and the Republicans, at least at leadership levels, are infiltrated by the globalists. The Democrats are infiltrated in full 
the Republicans infiltrated in part. The U.S. Democratic Party, I really hate to say it, has been a globalist staple since they were founded. I'm very sorry to say that. The Republican Party, however, was likely infiltrated sometime in the early mid-20th century. Now, one of the hallmarks of the Democratic Party, having initially come from the South and having been a cause of the American Civil War, was inequality at all levels, as they were the party of slavery, I hate to say it. They were and still are the party of the KKK. The Republican Party, on the other hand, was created actually by those who opposed slavery, opposed its expansion into Western U.S. territories, and had an honest desire to make African Americans completely free under the American flag. Now, I'm going to let you all research the old political switch on your own. But here's what I found out about it. Suffice to say, it was actually a political realignment, which we have all been told about with the Democrats and Republicans, and was more of an actual ideological and a physical location switch. So let me explain. Traditionally, Southern progressive Democrat values moved into the North and into New England areas especially, whereas tra traditionally Northern conservative Republican values moved into the South. A lot of this switch and split came as a result, direct result of Theodore Roosevelt's forming of the Bull Moose Party in the early 1900s. All that did was that split the more progressive Republicans from the party entirely, thus leaving a much more conservative base going forward. The election of FDR in the US in 1932 was also a turning point in politics, and his New Deal policies helped move this ideological shift forward. Again, I'll let you do your own research as to why and how. Needless to say, it caused people to move around the country. Also, the time around the passing of the Civil Rights Act in 1964 saw a real solidification of these political realignments and honestly cost the Democratic Party the support of the South as a whole, since by the early 1990s, the South had become a stronghold of the Republicans, whereas they only had a few states worth of Southern support in 1964. Prior to that, it was nearly all Democrat. That's a bit shocking, isn't it? Alright, let's dive, dive a bit further into this. Going back to the Civil War, who was the Confederacy then? The Confederacy was formed in the southern U.S. in February 1861 in response to the fact that Abraham Lincoln was elected as the first Republican president in U.S. history in November 1860. He was elected on a platform opposing the Western expansion of slavery. The South, composed of mostly Democrats, seceded from the U.S. since they had a plantation system and economy based on white supremacy and slavery. <laughs> and Republicans are the enemy. Come on! Thus, when the Civil War began on April 12, 1861, you could say it was over the institution of slavery and how Southern Democrats wanted it to continue but Northern Republicans didn't and wanted freedom for all slaves. What a twist of history, since today the Republican Party is being wholly vilified over their blatant systematic racism. <laughs> what an honest laugh, given this history of the Democratic Party. <laughs> but wait, don't call now and we'll double your offer. There's more. To add insult to injury here for the Democratic Party, shortly after the Civil War ended, six Confederate veterans from Tennessee created the first Ku Klux Klan on December 24, 1865. Six Confederate veterans from Tennessee. 
the KKK has wreaked havoc primarily throughout the southern U.S. ever since. The last known Klansman who served in politics at a U.S. federal level was the late West Virginia Senator Robert Byrd, a Democrat. Take a minute to think about all this and let it sink in. You're probably wondering, dude, you're going off on the Democrats. How can you say any of this? You sound like a conservative. You sound like a fill in the blank. I'm a political independent. I'm just calling it how I see it, to be honest with you. Friends, the Democratic Party has no love for freedom, equality, or even for civil rights. They just want your vote. That's it. Their history shows that clearly. But knowing that Republicans are infiltrated as well, I'm hesitant to trust that party either. Again, feel free to research all of this on your own. Now, let me take a minute and tell you all why I'm a political independent. See, after my parents divorced, I grew up in a very liberal Democrat Party home. I grew up believing everything I was being told by the Democratic Party and that they were going to fix everything and make everything right. I honestly grew up believing that. I bought everything they said hook, line, and sinker. I thought the Republicans were wholly evil and were a threat to the country and everything I believed in. I was vehemently against the Bush family, senior and junior, supported Clinton, Gore, and Obama up until I learned the truth. I began watching what both sides were saying on the campaign trails and that what they actually did when they got into office. And neither side was honestly doing anything they actually said on the campaign trail once they were in office. They only seemed to serve their own interests once elected. Neither side was fulfilling the burden of trust we'd placed in their hands. Both sides have been lying to us for decades, and the question is always, what about? That was before Donald Trump. Now, the Don may lie, and the man definitely may have a complex of some type. But he really seems to lie more to the globalist swamp rats than to the American people, unlike our previous career politicians who lied to us directly and have for decades. Now, the fact we still listen to and vote in these career politicians when we know they're doing a terrible job, that's beyond me. Why do we still believe them and vote them in when we can't even rate Congress at more than a 15% approval rating? And we still vote these people in. We still buy their lies. We still buy what they say on the campaign trail. And then we know they do a terrible job, but we still support them anyway. Why? 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 America, why? Now, the globalist swamp runs very deep on both political sides in Washington, D.C. today. That much is plain to see. And to be honest with you, 2008 was the last time I planned to vote Democrat because I got tired of the lies and tired of feeling like I was only being used for a vote. I felt like the party was not working for my best interests and was actually selling me out for a vote for more power and for more money for them. They didn't put any more money in my pocket. All they did was took more of it away. To make my case in point, just look at how tastefully Hillary Clinton lost in 2016. She wouldn't accept the results whatsoever and even demanded to know why she wasn't president. She was a piss poor loser. Piss poor. Sorry, Miss Clinton, you were a piss poor loser in 2016. But that's not how the mainstream media portrayed it. 
the mainstream media portrayed the American people as wholly stupid for electing Donald Trump into office under the Republican Party. Now, I see similar vilifications from some Republican leaders as well. That's why I stepped away from both parties. Both parties have gotten to the point where they are extremely toxic to our society today, especially the Democrat Party. And they both need to be cleansed of their toxic elements before they can ever expect me to return to either one of them. Now, just between you and me, I'm going to vote for whoever I feel will actually do the best damn job, regardless of the party. And honestly, that choice of who I'm voting for is between me, the ballot, and God. I don't know anybody else an explanation or anything as to who I voted for and why. Because that's a nunya. And I'd expect y'all to tell me the same thing. It's nunya. Nunya damn business. Now, I do still disagree with the Republican Party on many things and the Democrat Party on many things. But neither side at the moment really seems to be working for the good of the country and her citizens. President Trump, on the other hand, is the odd man out and actually seems to be working with the U.S. military directly on a number of things, including combating child sex trafficking and human trafficking. And he honestly appears to actually be cornering the globalists. The reason I say that is because I've not seen the swamp in D.C. squirm this much ever. He actually appears to be working for the interests of the American people, whether we recognize it or not. I see people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and Adam Schiff, among others, who appear to be deathly afraid of President Trump, but lash out in anger because they're so afraid of him. Why? Why are all the globalists, the entirety of the mainstream media, and so much of industry and entertainment wholly against Trump? Because they can't control him at all. So many people of all levels have come out against him. Well, if he wasn't such a threat to the globalists, why would they be pouring so much money into everything anti-Trump? If he wasn't such a threat, why would nearly all the mainstream media press about him be negative, upwards of 95% of it, over the last four years? If he wasn't such a threat, why would they want him out and eliminated? If he wasn't such a threat, they wouldn't be doing any of this. Think about that. Okay, moving out of politics for a bit, let me ask some other questions. Why do you think that criminal organizations are allowed to essentially run rampant and are not actively kept in check at a global level? Why do you think no one in power asks questions when children go missing or when people go missing every year? Why does no one in power ask questions? Why does no one in power take military action to take out cartels and other international crime syndicates like President Trump has since getting elected in 2016? Why? because they're more than likely complicit in those activities to a degree. Now, the Clinton and Gates Foundations especially have had their fair share of problems lately. The Gates Foundation in India, with the Indian Supreme Court and their unannounced vaccine trials over the last number of years, that did not turn out very well. And we want to trust that group with a COVID-19 vaccine? Sorry. Now, you have another one, which is the Clinton Foundation, which especially has been implicated in a few missing children investigations. Think Haiti. Their question appears to be, who will miss an orphan child? In actuality, the unfortunate answer is no one. I believe these people kidnap the children who fall through the cracks in our world. 
I won't even go into the beyond sick, evil, vile, and terrible things they do to kidnapped and trafficked children. I'll let you research that on your own. Suffice to say, Pizzagate is not fake, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is very real, and it's very unfortunate and heart-wrenching that I even have to say that, but it needs to be said. Pizzagate is the evil in front of us, right under our noses, that we choose not to see. It's an uncomfortable fact that the elite in our world could be that sick and perverted and evil. It is damned hard for us to even want to believe that the people we look up to and trust could be pedophiles. That's just sick. But the reality is, these globalists are doing things that the evil one himself wouldn't even begin to do, and that's saying a lot right there. Please do me a favor, and if you want to know more about Pizzagate, research it on your own. You will have to dig on that one, as is on the surface level, it's been relegated to conspiracy, though it's far from a conspiracy. Some names to start with, Gloria Vanderbilt, John and Tony Podesta, Comet Ping Pong, James Alephantis. Those are all good places to start. With James Alephantis specifically, he was rated by one of the magazines in the last 20 years as one of the most powerful people in DC. He owns a couple pizza shops. How is a pizza shop owner, an unelected official, one of the most powerful people in DC? He's got to be into something or come from a family of money if he's very influential for only owning some pizza shops. Honestly, the evidence is overwhelming once you dig into it. Now I hear the question, could Trump be linked? Again, I'm not even going to go there. Do you want to do the research? Do the research. I'm not going to go there given the current political climate. Friends, the reality is children often don't survive long in traffic situations. A good example of this was the child star Heather O'Rourke, who starred in the original Poltergeist films in the 1980s. She died at the age of 12 of a bowel obstruction that was said to have been there since birth. But that's not entirely accurate. It's thought that she was raped by Steven Spielberg and or others in the Hollywood elite. The question of the hour is, what did Spielberg even know? Was he involved? Look up the timeline of events of what happened to her and it'll make more sense. Corey Feldman is another star who has come out about being molested as a child in Hollywood. Friends, you think this is all by accident? I'm sorry, but no, it's not. These people are beyond sick and evil, and this alone is why they need to be pulled from power over humanity at any cost. Planned Parenthood is another organization I'm going to throw under the bus right now. Bill Gates and his family and foundation are tied to Planned Parenthood. There are a lot of other people tied to it as well. At its core, the organization is very eugenics-driven and does not have the good of humanity in mind. Let me ask the question. They've been caught on camera selling aborted fetuses. Again, it's like they're silently asking the question, who is going to miss an aborted child? Who is going to miss a full-term aborted child? The unbelievably saddening truth, again, is most likely no one. Who's going to ask what happens to those fetuses? It is so sad, so angering, and it rightfully should be. These people are messing with our children, humanity's children. These people are beyond sick and evil. See, humanity's children are very precious. They are our future no matter who had them, where they are, what they look like, no matter their situation. No matter if they are orphaned or in a family, 
Every single one of humanity's children is a precious gift and it's time we collectively start treating them as such. We need to get over this. Well, it's not my child. Well, you know what? Maybe we should all help to raise each other's children. Maybe actually we might solve some things. But hey, that's just me, right? See, right now they're being traumatized by these evil crapheads and they're screaming. Can you hear these trafficked and abused children screaming? President Trump can, which is why he's been targeting child and human traffickers and taking down their ranks since he got into office. It's also a major reason why the globalists hate him. He's taken away their access to adrenochrome. I'm not even going to get into that one because it's even worse than Pizzagate. If you want to know more about that, please research it on your own. Just be prepared not to sleep after you find out what it is. Those who know can't sleep. To me, being a survivor of child sexual abuse and trauma, I can tell you no child needs or deserves to ever go through such sickening acts. Because despite the best therapy out there, it's us as survivors who are the ones that still have to live with the memories of being someone else's sexual outlet. It's sickening. Because even the best therapy out there can help you, but it can't take away those memories. They're there for life. The bottom line, the global elites will come down one way or another. Their sickening evil will end. It has been written. God wins in the end. Their downfall will be the world finding out about their complicity, not just in child sex trafficking, but how they orchestrated JFK's assassination because he wanted out of Vietnam and he wanted the U.S. to print its own money. It's a similar reason to why Abraham Lincoln was assassinated because he wanted the U.S. to keep printing its own money. Greenbacks, I believe. Globalist downfall will be the world finding out about how they orchestrated and allowed over 3,000 people to die on September 11, 2001, and how they orchestrated and deliberately released COVID-19 and affected and killed so many people and destroyed so many lives the world over. Their downfall will be the world finding out about how they are funding groups like Antifa and deliberately inciting so much of the unrest we've seen in the U.S. and across the globe in 2020, and so much more. Their desire is for a dystopian Orwellian 1984 kind of future where they control every aspect of human life, including what we think, how we act, where we go, and so much more. For a great real-world example of this, take a look at China's social control structure, where they can deny you essential services simply because they don't like what you ate or who you talked to or the websites or shows you looked at. Another good example is Elon Musk's Neuralink. Both are great examples of how they desire to control humanity. I'm sorry, friends, but I don't want slavery of any type. I was born free, and damn it, I'm going to die free. How about you? What is freedom worth to you? What is the truth, no matter how uncomfortable, worth to you? All I can say is that the people we put our faith and trust in to lead us are mostly not who they say they are. Now. President Trump genuinely appears to be here to help us, and I could be wrong. From what I've been seeing, he is more than likely the public face of an uprising from within the globalists themselves. Now, some of my sources have told me that there is a desire from within part of the global elite and the upper echelons of the U.S. military 
to actually return this planet, return our power and all of the hidden technology they've been keeping from us. Some of them actually desire to return this all to not just the Americans, but all of humanity and truly allow us to evolve and flourish. I mean, wouldn't you like to go into some type of Star Trek type futuristic civilization pretty much overnight? Again, that sounds too real, doesn't it? But it makes you wonder, could the possibility be there? I'm all for a future like that. What about you? Alright, let's tone this down a bit and tie this all together. So here's what we know. The globalists control food, media, entertainment, technology. Think social media, Google, Microsoft, Apple. They control banking and finance over most of the globe. And until 2016, they controlled the US military. That does not mean they still do not control the rest of the intelligence complex because they largely do, minus the NSA. Let me ask another question. Why has the Rothschild family quietly exited the finance sector over the last 20 years, quietly restructuring their organizations to remove key family members? That's curious. What do they know? See, the globalist system in 2020 alone has been responsible for inciting and funding nearly all the unrest in the United States in some form. They are responsible for releasing COVID-19 to the world through their wholly owned nation state of China. A good video to watch if you can find it is called A Story of How America Was Almost Destroyed by Criminals. It was created a few years ago by a guy called Storm is Upon Us. It's a very well done video that asks the question, what happens when criminals gain too much power? Let me add on to that question. What happens when we become distracted from and desensitized to these criminals who have gained too much power? What happens when we start to believe that war, suffering, and human against human is normal? What happens when we believe that each other is the enemy instead of seeing that the real enemies are the ones controlling us like puppets constantly tugging on our heartstrings? You think all these fatal racial shootings that are widely publicized are all by accident? Some of them maybe, but all of them, especially given the current climate? Come on, people got to know better than that by this point, provided their heads aren't under a rock. Think, people. Please. Now, one of the goals of the globalists has been to get us to fight one another so we're not fighting them. If you look at the state of the divisions in our society today, you see this very readily nearly across the board. But it's all incited. It's all programming. It's all based on carefully controlled lies that we've been conditioned to believe over a long period of time, and social media has only made it much, much worse, and much easier to divide us. After all, going back to TV specifically, why do you think they call shows on television programming? Because it's programming your mind to think in some way, shape, or form, whether you realize it or not. See, these globalists are highly intelligent and have nearly unlimited financial resources with which to research how to better control us. We'll get into that a bit more in the next episode when we talk about Operation Mockingbird. Now, one area I've not talked about at all that I want to touch on real quick is globalist science versus real true science. So true science like that of Nikola Tesla has the benefit of helping all of humanity. True science helps people and helps humanity it helps improve life for everyone freely. Globalist science, like that of COVID-19, is not largely helpful to humanity at all and only serves to benefit those making the rules. It's like the old saying, do as I say, not as I do, being put into practice. 
Be careful of the science you read, because the science can be swayed like most things, depending on who's paying for it. So even our science may not be trustworthy right now, and that's a very scary thing. It's also highly possible that the globalists infiltrated world religions like Christianity, Judaism, and Islam centuries ago. So great, now even our religious beliefs may not be entirely trustworthy either. Hang on. Put God in your heart. And he's always going to come back to you, regardless of what you believe. Regardless of what the religions tell you, hold on to God in your heart, and he'll come back to you. Friends, if we can hold on to the belief that true science will win the day at some point, and that God wins in the end, if we can hold on to the idea that freedom is worth it, that unconditional love in our hearts is worth it, we can win this. If we can hold on to the idea that all human beings are created in love, and that we are all a part of the same global society, we can beat this evil for good. Friends, I've known I've thrown a lot at you all today. The bottom line in all this is that the deep state is real, and they do not have our best interests at heart. They control the media we consume, the science we read about, the religions we follow, the food we eat, the medicines we take, the therapy we seek. They control the legal systems, the police in some cases, the politicians in some cases. They control so much. And why? Because we let them. We let them control us as we have been fooled in doing for thousands of years. To look at human history is to see a history of war, suffering, pain, and control. But now we're at a critical juncture in our evolution as humans. We have a choice here, people. With this current election, we will either willingly walk into freedom and defeat the globalists for good, eliminating them from the earth after over 5,000 years of control over us and ultimately winning the ongoing war against them, or we will willingly turn ourselves over to the globalists and allow them to defeat us. That's free will in action. Currently, we have the best opportunity we've ever had to end humanity's war against this evil and to take out the globalist deep state for good. Not for now, not for another four years, for good. If we fail to do so, it will be a long time before humanity will ever be free again. That's what is really at stake with this current election. 2016 was a turning point and show the globalists that people throughout the world are waking up to the reality that we are being carefully and deliberately controlled and lied to, fed propaganda, and systematically taught to hate and divide from one another willingly. People all over the world are waking up to this and will no longer stand to let this evil continue to control us. So the question in front of all of humanity right now is this. What is freedom for all the earth, equality for all peoples, and the release of tons of futuristic technology that we've only seen in science fiction what is that worth to you, to me, and to us as human beings? What is stepping into a beautiful future where we are not al alone in the universe? What is that worth to you? What is it worth to have the current system of repeated war and suffering end and have it replaced with something so much better that actually does benefit everyone instead of an elite few? What is that worth to you? It's worth every breath to me, but that's because I've already survived hell. So I ask again, what is total freedom worth to you? And would you be willing to fight for it? This always seems to come back to the same question for me, friends. Where is your heart today? Thank you for tuning in today to part two of our discussion about the deep state. 
I hope you found it informative and intriguing, and if not, well, then I'm sorry I've got nothing for you. On our next episode, we're going to dive into talking about Operation Mockingbird and talk about how the media manipulates us on the daily. Friends, stay safe out there. Keep your eyes, heart, and mind open and aware. Again, thank you for tuning into this radio frequency today. I hope you'll stay tuned and join me again out in the universe. Until we meet again, light, love, and blessings to you all.